I've talked off and on for a long time about how a thing worth doing is worth doing badly. That's a quote from Chesterton. And how you need to just get up and act. Looking for more detail on what that actually means? Here's your show. Episode 268, Bias Toward Action. This is the Ericast for the week of October 11, 2015. From Ericast.com. Welcome to the Ericast. All right, welcome back, or welcome back to the Ericast. I am your host, Eric Larson. I guess those are the same if I'm welcoming you back. It should be welcome to or welcome back. That's an indication of how tired I am. Um, we're going to explain why I'm tired right now. But first of all, want to explain that the Ericast is what we call a personal podcast, meaning that you either know me, Eric Larson, and you're here because you want to know what's going on in my life. We'll explain that in just a couple minutes. Or you're here for a particular topic. Maybe the bias toward action phrase attracted you and you thought, I want to learn more about that. Well, you've come to the right place. And when you feel intrigued and want to call 206-339-3742 to leave a message at the listener feedback line, what you're going to do is grab your phone and call 206-339-3742, which is where you leave a message at the listener feedback line. Conveniently spelling out 206-339-ERIC, E-R-I-C. So it's pretty easy to remember. So, as you can probably tell by the date this is being released, this is being recorded in mid-October 2015 here in the Twin Cities metropolitan area. And I'm realizing, I've got to warn you young people, this this happens when you get old. Now that I'm in my 40s, I consider myself old. If I'm lucky enough to have another 10, 20, 30 years of life, I will look back and say, ha ha ha, those 40s weren't that old. But they feel old right now. And what's interesting, I'm trying to, to stay in an emotional happy place for this reality, you start celebrating lasts rather than firsts. So when the girls are born and they had their first steps and their first, you know, whatever, and their first time on the bus, well, this fall was Candela's last time on the grade school bus, now that she's in middle school, was the last time that the two girls were getting on the bus together, both going to middle school. Um, though it's possible that when Candela's a senior and Chloe's a freshman in high school. Maybe they'll get on the bus together, but something tells me probably not. So you start celebrating lasts. Well, today's high temperature in the Twin Cities Metro was like the mid to upper 80s, depending on where you were. That is not quite typical for October 11. It happens. It's not quite typical. Tonight's low is going to be 57 degrees, give or take. Tomorrow's high is going to be 58 degrees. These are all Fahrenheit, though. If you're thinking they're Celsius, you're thinking, wow, it's really hot there. No. Um, so I, I love the fall. I love the fall weather. That's great. But both yesterday and today, um, I've walked about five miles or so, which isn't that long, I guess, by, by some standards, but it's pretty long. Um, so I'm a bit tired. <laughs> but I, re- I realized... Thinking of last week's episode, you must act. I'm thinking, okay, if I'm going to go for any sort of pleasant, warm fall walk with that that nice, you know, warm summer breeze, it's got to be today or or not at all, not until spring. So, um, so I'm a little tired, but that's okay. Wanted to make sure I got a podcast done because 
following up on last week, remember I said, uh, and if you don't remember, just go back and listen to the last episode. It's episode 267 in the com feed. And I said, yeah, there's a guy that's been making the rounds on, on various podcasts talking about about acting and and you know failing forward and all that stuff. And I felt kind of bad just letting that hang there. And then I thought, well, what are my chances of being able to track this back down? Is this going to be another one of those miserable, gee, I can't find that really interesting mentoring reference, I need to do a podcast about it, etc. Is that going to be one of those experiences? I hope not. So, during my walk yesterday, I started playing back some of the archives, and I found it. Uh, it was a, a very succinct quote on the Ray Edwards podcast, episode 185. So you can go to rayedwards.com slash 185 and hear uh, Michael Port. Uh, who has a new book coming out called Steal the Show, which got me thinking about the Kygo song, um, which makes no sense to you, but you're going to have to go Google that. Um, and I thought, wow, that's that's it. That's what I remember. There it is. So then I started hunting for the Randy Cantrell quote that um, I'd remembered from years back. And I managed to find that as well. So I'm like two for two. This is pretty impressive. So you get you get to enjoy that in this in this episode. And I don't have a lot of commentary. I think I'm just going to sort of throw that out there and 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 let you call in. Let me know what you think. Um, I'm just going to run them back to back. Randy, uh, you'll hear Randy Cantrell first, and he has a, a, a long show. It's episode uh, 195 from his show uh, from November of 2013. And he had been talking about, which I also think is very profound and probably worth a, a, another show on its own, that you don't want to confuse motion with action. Okay, so he does have that context, um, that just running around doing stuff is not necessarily what you want. Anyway, so I'm going to run him, and I'm going to run Michael Port right up against him. And at first it might sound contradictory, but... Listen again, or listen closely, because it really, really isn't. Um, and the the two perspectives complement each other and complete each other really, really well. Um, so with that, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna cue up. You'll hear from Randy Cantrell and then Michael Port. I believe when you act quickly with wisdom, you can get more done. I don't think just a frenetic pace is necessarily going to make you get more done the quantity of your decisions is directly related to the quality of your worth to your company even if you own the company mark that down the quantity of your decisions is directly related to the quality of your worth to the company oh yeah quality matters for sure but you have to have a balance. Wisdom in decision making doesn't require twice the time of poor decision making. That's a, that's a misnomer that a lot of people have. A lot of people think that if they spend more time pondering it and mulling it over, they'll come to a better decision. That is not necessarily true. I, I can attest to that in my own career. Because here's what I can tell you that I learned as a young man. Faster decisions can be fixed faster. And what I would always challenge my staff with for years and years in every position of leadership that I held is nobody's going to make a decision that will risk the company. And when mistakes happen, and they will, speed just helps us fix those things faster. 
and people feel the need to fix something faster if it's done faster to begin with. I really kind of wore, I, I wore it as a, as a bit of a badge because I think it was a, a notable badge to wear. And that is, I, I commonly would tell peers in, in the business, I'll make a decision and I'll make another decision and another decision and I will have fixed and I will have course corrected along the way before you've made your first decision. And so by the time you've made your first decision, I may be on my third. Which one of us do you think is going to have made the best decision at the time you make your first one? Me having already made two before it or you having made your first one? Because the feedback that I'm going to have gained and, you know, the, all the signals that, that I will have, have seen have helped me course correct along the way. That's an advantage that speed gives. Very compelling people choose early and often. Great artists choose early and often. They don't perseverate. Their choices aren't always right, but the choice takes them to the next logical choice. Choosing early and often is different than choosing fast. Choosing fast means you haven't really thought about it. You just make a quick choice. You close your eyes and you point, you know, point at something and you make that as a choice. Choosing early and often requires that you trust your gut, that you have applied intellect to the process of choosing. But when you get close, you get close, you go, all right, let's go. I choose that. Let's see if we can do something with it. And that is a performer's principle and it applies to so many different aspects of life. Now, I don't know about you, and I won't fault you if you don't think this is super profound, but I think those are super profound, or useful, or helpful, or wise, pick your term. Um, I think I think that's good advice. Now, I also don't know what it is about fall, because Randy's comment and, and podcast was in uh, November of 2013, um, and this Michael Port episode is recent, you know, late September or whatever. Last year, September 2014, there was a graphic floating around on the internet, Twitter among other places. Uh, I'm going to put it into the show notes because it's useful. And you might say, oh, now I know what you're talking about because the verbal description is going to be a smidge awkward. Um, you won't recognize the guy's name. Uh, it was created by... Um, I believe it's a Finnish name by UC Passanen. Um, might be UC Passanen, depending on how you pronounce the, the Finnish last name. Anyway, it was a graphic illustrating how to properly do a minimal viable product. That's a buzzword among uh, startups, developers, etc. Uh, you're trying to you know, it's that whole thing of, you know, get out there, do something fast. If you're going to fail, you know, fail and fail forward and and, um, and learn from your mistakes, etc. So the minimum viable product. And he did a little graphic to illustrate, um, kind of almost like a Maslow's hierarchy pyramid thing going, um, where on the bottom you had functional and above that reliable, then usable, and then emotional design, which is sort of the self-actualization, you know, holy grail of, of a good product. And his argument was that the minimum viable product is not just a slice at the base of the pyramid. It's like, well, it's functional. We'll get that out there and see how it goes. 
but instead it's a slice off the side. So it's sort of a wedge of the pyramid where it has all those elements. The minimum viable product isn't just something barely functional. It's something that is functional, reliable, usable, you know, encompasses emotional design or whatever the equivalent is in your industry, in your field. But it's, it's taking all of those. It's just doing it in a, in a, a smaller scale or with a narrower focus, etc. Now that's easy to say and it's easy to illustrate in a cute little Maslow's hierarchy type diagram. I think everyone would admit it's harder to live. Um, and that takes a little bit more reflection. Because I would argue that in most cases, covering the basics is really easy. Um, getting that, that Maslow's safety needs thing taken care of. Um, I don't know. I would love to know what you think about how this relates to your field, uh, whatever your profession is. Is it easier to say we're just going to, you know, cover the, the low level, entry level basic requirements or do you have areas where you say, man, you know, we can't do this for all of our divisions or we can't do this across, you know, all the states where these stores are located, but wouldn't it be great for this one store, this one area or in the, the supply division for us to do this, 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 and this and achieve this and kind of work your way up that pyramid? Um, I guess maybe that's achievable. Sounds kind of hard to me. It'd be interesting from a startup standpoint where, where you sort of control the full environment and you, you can choose to be small and say, we'd like to do all these other things, but for now we're just, just going to have this product that does this thing really well and we'll branch out from there. Not sure. But regardless, um, just like my admonition to you when you call, don't worry about the perfect call. I can edit stuff if you, you know, screw up a word, that's fine. Don't worry about it. Just call. Just pick up that phone, 206-339-3742, and make that call. Because that, that's your first step. Um, you know, the podcast that I'm doing is infinitely better than all those other podcasts that other people aren't doing. And just don't get done and get left as an idea someplace. Um, so that notion of just act, just step in, just step forward, uh, you know, you, you see it here in, in the form of the error cast. I'm going to keep running with that. So, um, anyway, that's all I got. I just wanted to, uh, to throw it out there, uh, give you something to reflect and comment on because I, um, I loved Randy's comments when he, uh, when I first heard him a couple years ago. And then, uh, when I heard Michael, uh, recently, I thought, huh. This just keeps coming back at me. So now my next challenge is to figure out how to live it. But, that's my challenge to have. I'll take your advice, but I live my life, you live yours, it'll work out great. So we're going to leave it there. We'll see what the weather's like the next time I have a podcast come out. And until next time, take care. Thanks for listening to the Ericast from Ericast.com. Visit us at www.ericast.com.